Hello, and welcome to the Survivors to Thrivers show. I'm your host, Joshua Blattman, and today we're going to talk about last night's new moon chart, new moon astrology chart. As you may have gleaned from the last few episodes, I'm using astrology to tune into cosmic vibrations happening in real time that generate a deeper understanding of real-time current events, and I'm here to share that with you. So the theme for this chart is... Uh, learning to ride a bike on a highway during rush hour. So I'll say that again. The theme for this chart, uh, after studying it for some time, is uh, learning to ride a bike on a highway during rush hour. And so I'll spend the rest of this time here um, going over basically three main things um, that contribute to this, um, that contribute to that overall picture. So the first thing I'll talk about is the sun-moon conjunction, which is what a new moon is, and the inner planets, Mercury and Venus, in orientation um, to that uh, sun-moon conjunction, the new moon conjunction. And then we'll talk about the historic conjunctions in Capricorn with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, which um, you know is a several hundred year kind of conjunction. It's, it's pretty uncommon for those three planets to conjoin within a few degrees of each other. And it's also quite uncommon for all of those three planets to do that in Capricorn. And what does that mean in Capricorn versus like Leo or Taurus, which is another earth sign. Um, and so what does all that look like? And then we'll just kind of consolidate at the end. So let's get started. Uh, the new moon. So one of the things I use, um, in my astrology readings is the Sabian symbols and the Sabian symbols, basically there's a degree, there's a symbol for each of the 360 degrees in a circle. And what's important about 360 is that it's sacred geometry, um, numerical sacred geometry that represents wholeness because, you know, in any direction, there's a degree and in all directions, it creates a tunnel of, uh, basically a, a, a holistic container into which we fit kind of like a tunnel. Um, that's a, that's a, a deeper and different conversation. Um, but in other words, just to, just to highlight that the Sabian um, helped to create nuanced um, a detail in context of wholeness. Um and so the new moon conjunction is in the 24th degree of Scorpio. And the Sabian symbol for the 24th degree of Scorpio is after having heard an inspired individual deliver his Sermon on the Mount, crowds are returning home. And the keynote idea of that is the need to incorporate inspiring experiences and teachings into everyday living, which suggests a challenge to transformation. So what does that mean? I'll say that Scorpio, I'll say that Sabian symbol one more time, just to give you uh, a second to focus into it. Scorpio 24, after having heard an inspired individual deliver his sermon on the Mount, crowds are returning home. So how do we, you know, it's at the end of Scorpio. It's in the, you know, the second half in the middle of the second half of Scorpio. And Scorpio is all about, uh, the depths of intensity and how we focus that intensity and concentrate the power of that intensity. So um, a couple of thoughts that I thought were important. How do we concentrate intensity into what we can move forward with 
by discovering techniques, methods, and systems um, to assimilate everything going on in the world. Basically, how do we make this work and move forward together, knowing that there's a bigger picture? Um, how do we survive, function, and thrive while honoring American idealism? How do we stay true to our American ideals and move forward together despite the apparent deep polarization happening? Um, that kid on the bike, how do you, learning to ride a bike on a highway during rush hour, how do you, you know, not get lost in this way or that way? And then, you know, if you get lost in this way or that way, you kind of get hit by a car. So how do you stay in your lane while you're learning how to stay balanced in the first place? Cause it, you know, you're learning how to ride a bike. So how do you, it's really important to just stay present and not overreact to falling one way or the other. Um, and so with this chart, as I mentioned, I want to talk about the inner planets. So the inner planets, Mercury and Venus are both within 31 degrees of the sun moon conjunction on the backside. So they're behind, um, they're getting ready to go back around the backside of the sun. And when they're kind of over this way, as opposed, when they're behind in the Zodiac, as opposed to in front in the Zodiac, behind in the Zodiac correlates to, um, you know, ideas, mental discernments and, uh, our emotional values. Um, we can maybe get a little bit stubborn and really think that we're right and hold on to things that we don't really need to hold on to that don't really serve us. Um, and so, on the positive flip side, we can really think back and do what's actually important, what values um, are important for moving forward. You know, how do we anchor to ourselves? So Venus is in the 23rd degree of Libra. And the idea that I got from looking at that Sabian and thinking about it in terms of Libra is appreciating the American process appreciating demonstrations of American ideals, supporting people expressing their rights, supporting people in um, urging for greater clarity and greater transparency. I'm not upset by that. I think that searching for greater transparency is like I, actually a really important thing because it prevents, um, it prevents, um, you know, people from abusing powers and taking over and manipulating information. Um, so I would urge you to not get consumed by worry, <laughs> to, uh, to trust the process and trust the American process, whether it gets scarier and darker over the next few months or not. Um, it, there's a bigger theme I'll talk about here with moving into Aquarius, but before I get into that, I'm still talking about Venus and Mercury. And so with Mercury, again, with Venus, don't get consumed by worry. Um, center yourselves. It's important that we all center ourselves in values and principles that are not necessarily evidenced by our political structures or by our social institutions, but are evidenced by nature. So if you can get yourself out and take a walk in nature, uh, 
I cannot more strongly recommend um, giving yourself a chance to be outside. Um, whether you're wearing a mask or not is up to you. Um, so Mercury is in the sixth degree of Scorpio. And with that there, uh, with Mercury there, it's important that we uh, manage our eagerness. So when we get an idea and we want to run with it and we want to go, oh, that's so much injustice or whatever. Um, it's important that we like manage how we react to that. Uh, I recently had a reading with a client where I was talking about this person could either behave as um, could either behave as the Joker from Batman if he doesn't have a strong sense of values, or he could behave as Robin Hood if he does have a strong sense of values and a good connection to his community. So, in the way that they're different, it's important that we manage our eagerness and that we act from a place of not self righteousness, but universal righteousness. So how can we as Americans generate consensus values for living into this new technological age? How can we commit to ideals and ethics that lift us up without holding us back? And that reminds me back to uh, George Bush's No Child Left Behind from 20, almost, almost 20 years ago. And um, the the value and the, and the, the courage to want to lift everybody up sometimes can have a counterbalance of holding those who would otherwise excel, holding them back. Um, so what, you know, the unintended consequence of no child left behind is that it, it left is that it didn't sufficiently provide challenges for people who, for the students who, um, who were excelling. Um, and so that's the first thing I wanted to talk about the sun moon conjunction and the inner planets. Um, again, you know, how can we center ourselves and be present for our communities without overreacting, without, um, getting consumed by worry, without being overeager and doing things that, um, don't support our cause. So the next thing I want to talk about is the historic conjunctions um, in Capricorn between Sun, or excuse me, uh, between Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. So what I thought was really interesting is that um, the Sun-Moon conjunction is happening in the 24th degree of Scorpio, and Jupiter is in the 24th degree of Capricorn, which is, um, which is 60 degrees in front. And 360, take with that idea of wholeness, 360 degrees, and... Um, 60 degrees is one sixth of that. So when we divide wholeness by one sixth, we get um, the sextile vibration. Um, and not just, and not all sextile vibrations are the same. Um, even though on a lot of astrology charts, it just says sextile. And so it's, they just go like, Oh, it's the same, but it's not, it's not true. Like um, for example, a one sixth vibration is different than a five sixth vibration. Uh, the one sixth vibration is a lot more about um, getting clarity and establishing establishing coherence, whereas the five-sixth vibration, which we're actually dealing with in this situation, because the sun and moon both move slower than Jupiter. So in relation to Jupiter, the sun, so 
slower planets are in phase, sorry, faster planets are in phase to slower planets. Um, and so the faster moving sun and moon are five sixths of the way to Jupiter um, in relationship to Jupiter and five sixths um, has a harmony, but also has an element of things needing to be let go of in order to move forward. So additionally, um, Jupiter's not there by itself, right? Jupiter literally just made a conjunction with Pluto, which it only does roughly every 13 years because Jupiter's orbit is about 12 years and, um, you know, Pluto's moving. So just moving very slowly. So about every 13 years or so, uh, maybe 14. Um, and so with Jupiter making this conjunction over Pluto and then it being right behind Saturn as well in the 28th degree of Capricorn, um, combining all these ideas and getting ready to move Jupiter and Saturn together are getting ready to move into Aquarius, um, helping to support the adjustments into the Aquarian age, more formally making those adjustments into the Aquarian age. And they're actually um, making that conjunction literally like on the winter solstice on December 21st, December 20th, 21st. So, and that's super significant because also that's when Mercury comes around the sun and passes over uh, the sun as the sun's getting ready to leave um, I guess it would be Sagittarius at that point and getting ready to move into Capricorn. So there's a lot of things that are creating new awarenesses um, as we move into Christmas and the new year. Um, but that's for a different podcast. So uh, Jupiter in relationship to Pluto, in, as I can, what I would suggest is that instead of listening to doom and gloom, emotional hijackers who take your creative power for their own Tune into your personal balance and reclaim your personal sovereignty in your own minds by listening critically to especially sensitive and intellectually gifted individuals who can give significance, form, and meaning to the most characteristic situations and interpersonal relationships of our society and culture. So we each need to fulfill our individual, while we each need to fulfill our individual responsibilities to culture, to our culture, doesn't necessarily look the same for all of us. Some of us might have a lot of fire um, and feel really inspired to go out and demonstrate. Some of us, like me, might feel a lot less inclined to go do that and more inclined to contribute to ideas. Um, contribute maybe in other ways that people could do it by maybe supporting those of us who are uh, less able to stick up for themselves, maybe supporting homeless people, maybe supporting kids in schools, maybe, you know, any ideas that feel resonant for you make sense. Uh, what's important to remember is that we can shape the world with our vibration. We can shape our culture by committing ourselves to spiritual laws present in all faiths. Not one religion or another has access, has, has, controlling access to truth. All spiritual paths climb the same mountain. Collectively, we're learning to trust spiritual values um, and that joy and harmony are present, are always present in us by the light of our soul realities. So 
the more we can stay centered on that bike and the more we can maintain our inner balance, the easier it'll be to stay on that dotted white line between cars in rush hour. Right. So one more time, I'll say that about the Jupiter idea because it's really significant. And with relationship to the chart, we've got planets behind uh, and we've got more than a house behind back in Scorpio while these are in Capricorn. And then we've got other planets, which I'll talk to talk about next, which um, are around Mars way out towards the end of the Zodiac and is the beginning of the, uh, into the beginning at uh, basically Perry, Pisces, Aries, and Taurus with um, Aquarius empty in the middle. So we have these three planets in Capricorn um, creating power str struggles that uh, might intend to divide us, divide our minds from our actions, divide our minds from our um, commitments to each other, divide our ideas and the way we organize our internal realities from the ways that we feel bigger than ourselves. So, Again, instead of listening to doom and gloom emotional hijackers who take, who take your creative power for their own, tune into personal balance and reclaim your personal sovereignty in your own minds by listening critically to especially sensitive and intellectually gifted individuals who can give significance, form, and meaning to the most characteristic situations and interpersonal relationships of our society and culture. <sighs> So um, parts of that particular phrase I got from the uh, 24th degree of Capricorn, the Sabian for that degree. Um, but, most, but most all the rest of this I've gotten from my own clarity and um, distinctions around what these individual planets and Sabians really mean. So um, just wanted to be clear and transparent about that because transparency is so important, especially these days. So the last thing I wanted to talk about, which I mentioned at the beginning, the uh, Mars emerging out of retrograde. I think I mentioned that. So that was the third thing is Mars emerging out of retrograde. And Mars is emerging out of retrograde just literally like yesterday, um, the, like the day of or the day before the new moon. And um, actually, my last podcast about astrology was about specifically the Mars retrograde cycle. So if you want more information about that, go check that out. Um, and I cast the chart that I'm looking at this for, that I'm doing this reading for, I cast it for Washington, D.C., because I thought that was particularly relevant um, as a location. Um, maybe there was something interesting I could glean from the houses, because um, typically I would not do a new moon or full moon chart reading for any particular location. So I would not, I would not consider the houses. I would just consider the planets in relationship to each other. Uh, and I would therefore consider a moon cycle reading in terms of the vibrations between the planets and the archetypes, not so much the houses, but because I did it for Washington DC, it corresponds more directly to um, the mind of American culture and uh, just to see if there's anything specific and interesting about that idea or about the location, I found um, there's, you know, this Mars um, and the planets in Mars emerging out of retrograde, as I was saying, 
Mars and Mars is literally in direct is <laughs> Mars is in direct motion now, but in the quadrant of houses seven, eight, and nine, and one of the underlying and higher level learnings, higher level teachings in astrology, which I might talk about more if you're really interested in that. Um, if you are, please comment below or please comment any questions and I'll do my best to, to answer your questions um, and respond to your comments. But uh, casting this chart for Washington, D.C., what I see in houses seven, eight, and nine, which is ultimately a quadrant oriented around human commonalities. And uh, in that quadrant, you also have with Mars, you have Uranus, Chiron and Neptune and all three of those bodies are in retrograde at the moment. So with Mars emerging out of retrograde in the same quadrant as three other planets, we'll call Chiron a planet. So uh, in this situation, even though it's probably a minor planet, I'm not here to, I'm not here to um, get semantic about it, but um, what those four bodies um combine around to mean i was i suspect or i think is that um is the compulsion is the is that individually so mars is about individual self-assertion and expanding outwardly as individuals and where are we going individually how are we maintaining our individual balance as we are asserting our own needs and moving in our own directions, particularly as there's disorientation all around us, right? Uranus is in retrograde, Chiron's in retrograde, Uranus is in retrograde, Uranus, Chiron, and Neptune are all in retrograde. And what does that, what does retrograde really mean other than, um, the need to have a bigger perspective about directionality because even though retrograde planets are still moving forward, they appear to not be moving forward. They appear to be moving backwards, but they're not really moving backwards. They just appear that way. Um, and so how can we have a bigger, more inclusive perspective uh, and not get lost in appearances? So individually, I suspect, I believe that we're not going back to what many of us have been afraid of. Uh, and we have individual opportunities for personal activity in transcendent directions by using our individual power to create collective solutions. And we can do that by embracing holistic, non-rational and intuitive activities. So maybe like put on some music and let yourself move. Let see if dancing happens um, and just let yourself enjoy the moment. Um, nothing ever, not, not everything has to be reacted to. We can practice control. We can practice moving with the flow of the moment. Right. Um, and we get to, uh, an important element of that is learning to act from awakening inner wisdom over oppressing outer authority. So again, just because somebody tells you what to do doesn't mean that that's what your inner wisdom is telling you to do. So listen to that awakening inner wisdom. Um, another distinction is to perhaps become like a little child instead of rehashing old habits. And like the bike, 
Stay in your lane. Don't dilute yourself with all the places there are needs. Focus on where you can do the most good. Like I said a minute, a couple minutes ago, if it's um, if you're really inspired and motivated to go out and protest, please, we need people to do that. And if your calling is not that, maybe your calling is to take care of your loved ones. Maybe your calling is to continue going to work so that American society has something, you know, some, con- some continued um, forward momentum. Don't dilute yourself with all the places there are needs. So um, I'll go back to that theme. Uh, like learning to ride a bike on a highway during rush hour. Just to wrap up. Yeah, just to wrap up, learning to ride a bike on a highway during rush hour. Stay in your lane and don't give up. If you quit, like a kid, if you, if you quit, you'll never learn to ride the bike and you'll never get off the highway. So we have to keep moving forward. Um, if you quit, you'll never learn and it'll be a great personal regret. Um, in that theme of human commonality and continuing despite disorientation in the collective, um, there are, those drivers are unconscious of how much wind there is around you as that person who's learning to ride that, learning to ride the bike on the highway. So don't get too upset if people are reacting stronger than is called for. Um, Discover and rediscover inner stability. Don't get divided by power struggles. Instead, use energy of division to discover and rediscover how you relate to your relatedness. How do you feel as feelings change and move and flow and evolve? And... How, you know, just keep, just keep, just keep breathing. Just keep breathing. Like Dory says, just keep swimming. But, you know, we can't swim underwater. We can't breathe underwater. So (laughs) keep breathing. Keep um, sharing your vitality um, and be present to your inner experience. And so that is the whole reading for this chart. Um, I hope you learned something and I hope you feel, feel comfortable to share it with others If you have any questions, feel free to comment. Um, And that's it. Thanks so much. Have a great one.